know what that sound means. It's another exciting installment of the Van Brawl Seasons Podcast, where we talk local sports, both the Atlanta Pro franchises, like the Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and we also talk the University of Georgia Bulldogs. So strap in, guys. It's another exciting episode about to start right now. What up, podcast land? This is just Jam and Joe of the Fan Fall Seasons podcast. And on tonight's episode, it's going to be me flying solo mostly. My sidekick and host, RG3, is out this week. So I'm going to be flying solo, but I do have a guest to talk with me about some Atlanta Braves baseball. And we're also going to preview the 2021 Masters, who I'm going to connect with via the Fan Fall Seasons fan line here in a little bit. But to start out the show, I first of all want to get a word from our sponsor. And Fan Fall Seasons is brought to you in part by Georgia Smoke Barbecue, authentic original oak smoked barbecue catering learn more at georgiasmoke.com and 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 so now we're going to change this into a little basketball talk but first of all i want to thank everybody for playing in the fan for all seasons bracket challenge this year for our second one in two years and so can so 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 from RG3 and I's standpoint we just want to thank everybody for playing all 27 of you thank you very much and it gives me great honor to talk about the two people that placed the highest, the place the highest in the bracket challenge. And those two people are, okay, so coming in second place was my mom. Shout out to you, mom, who picked Baylor and did really well. I think she ended up with 138 points. So shout out to you, mom. Good for you. Coming in second place. And without any further ado, the winner of the 2021 Fan for All Seasons bracket challenge is Slam Jam Jake. So shout out to you, my friend. You win. You win the grand prize. And we will be getting that prize to you later on. We'll we'll be talking to you more about that. But congratulations to you, Slam Jam Jake. Thank you so much for playing. And and like I said earlier, I want to thank everybody for playing again. It was really fun to get a chance to do the bracket game again. So thank you all. And so now we're about to connect with our guests via the Fan Brawl Seasons fan line. And we're going to talk some golf and a little Atlanta Braves baseball. And then I'm going to jump back into some basketball basketball talk with you guys so give us a minute and we'll be back with our guest of the week and fan for all seasons fans we're back we're going to connect via the fan for all seasons fan line with our guest of the week and he is a guy who has been on this podcast before and we have talked a lot of golf with this guy as well as a lot of georgia football big time georgia football fan big time golf fan big time la well not la sports fan but usc fan the one the only my good high school friend david glassman david how's it going my dude hey joe how's it going tonight Dude, it's going it's going good. Are you are you ready to talk some golf and a little bit of Braves baseball with me? Yes, sir. It's the time of the year. All right, man, let's do it. Okay, well, the first topic I want to get you with, with last night being the champion's dinner that Dustin Johnson put on, what were your thoughts on the menu? And what sounded good on the menu from Dustin Johnson? I thought that uh, DJ, Dustin Johnson uh, choices were actually pretty good. I would have enjoyed that meal. Um, I guess what stood out was the pigs in a blanket appetizer. I think you can't go wrong there. Um, he didn't know Zaxby's, but uh, pigs in a blanket. I think he had some corn fritters in there. What else did he have? Maybe some sea bass. Yeah, he did. He did have sea bass. And I can't remember what he had for dessert. But, oh, uh, oh my gosh, dude! I, dude, the best part. For, I, I think for dessert it was apple. It was apple pie and peach cobbler with vanilla ice cream. I probably would have picked out on that alone. Well, overall, I was pretty impressed. Uh, with what he came up with, although I don't think he uh, sounded like he didn't put too much thought into it. He just sort of named some foods he liked. Definitely. And and I will say, 
A couple other things that stood out to me were the was the filet mignon that sounded great and the mashed potatoes. I mean, you can't go wrong there, dude. Win-win. Win-win. Well, well, we're going to transition topics here and we're going to talk about stuff on the course now. And I want to get your thoughts, David, on Lee Westwood. And, and so Lee Westwood has been playing some great golf this season, but despite being as old as he is, what has stood out to you about Lee Westwood so far this year? Well, it's been good to, uh, to see Lee Westwood play some good golf. Um, I think a lot of fans have enjoyed seeing him play the way that he can, uh, even in his late 40s. Um, I mean, this is a guy that I believe has been playing competitively since the 90s, so that's a lot. That's a long time to be playing quality golf. Um, and at the Masters, uh, in particular, he's had some close calls. I think he had a tied for second, or he's definitely had two two very close calls, and maybe a third place in there back in around 2010, 2012 time frame. Um, I'll be interested to see what he does this week, but. I, what I've noticed just from watching him, um, you know, watching his rounds on tour so far this year is that he just seems a lot more relaxed. And uh, I guess, you know, when you get to that stage in your career, you're trying to have fun out there or else you wouldn't be out there. I think he's done plenty well for himself. And he's just out there because he still likes to compete. He still has a good game. So um, it's fun to see him put it all together. Uh, he was never a guy that I, I rooted really hard for, but I'll say that I've enjoyed watching him more this year. And um, I hope he, he gives it a good run at the Masters because he's a guy that people peg with the best player to never win a major. You know, he had that title for a long time, and um, that would be pretty remarkable if he could, could win this week or, or take another major later in the year. Definitely. Well, well, kind of well, on that subject of older golfers, I want to get your thoughts on this, David. And, and as you know, there are a few older golfers who have previously won the Masters, like Sandy Lyle and Ian Woosnam and Larry Mize, who, who can play at Augusta for the rest of their lives because they're past champions, but they don't really put up much competition at, during, during Masters week. Now, I want to get your thoughts, man. In your opinion, should there be a limit on the amount of times that past champions can play Augusta? Well, uh, you know, I've heard different arguments for this, but at the end of the day, it's the Masters, and, uh, you know, the Augusta National Golf Club is going to make the decision that they want to make. And, you know, they're not afraid to have a tournament that's a little bit different than other tournaments. That's obviously a very unique aspect of the tournament. Um, is having the past champions eligible not only to attend but to actually compete as long as they think that they can compete. Um, and on the flip side, the Masters has always encouraged amateurs um, to play in the tournament, and they've, they've given invitations to amateurs, which you don't see as much of in a normal PGA Tour event. Um, so I, to be honest, I don't think that the Masters will ever put a, a firm rule on you know an age or a number of years that you can compete. In a lot of ways, it's sort of a self enforced rule you know i think an older player when he realizes you know he has no chance even competing against the golf course much less the field um you know they, they tend to resign to that fact and just go to enjoy the champions dinner and, and being on the grounds and playing the part three course um now on, on the flip side of you know people complain that the older players are are taking the spot of uh, more qualified players, you know, who could get the chance to be in the field if, if the older players didn't play. But overall, I think it's just sort of part of the Masters tradition. And um, at the end of the day, the tradition is what makes the Masters a very special golf tournament. Definitely, definitely. I, I, I've honestly looked at the Masters in, in, in my eyes as the Super Bowl of golf, man. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it's in that rarefied air. He, you know, kind of has the Super Bowl as in the NFL. But the thing is about the Masters is that it starts the PGA Tour season, unlike the Super Bowl that ends the NFL season. 
But but I definitely think the Masters and the Super Bowl kind of go hand in hand as far as just like awe and just you know reverence and you know past moments and everything for sure. Well well I want to hit you with one last golf topic, man, and it's this in terms of the Masters. If if you had to pick a foursome this week for fans to watch out for, who who are you picking and who do you think can ultimately win the 2021 Masters tournament? Um. Well, I won't get too creative here. I think you guys that I've got my eyes on, number one is Jordan Spieth, you know, really rounding into form this year, and, and he won this past week at the Valero Texas Open. Um, so I, I think Spieth's playing well. He obviously has good history on this course. Um, great putter when he gets hot out here. So um, I'll be looking for Spieth to, to uh, play some good golf. Hopefully, you know, there's a lot of hype around him, so hopefully that doesn't cause too much of a distraction. But he's a good player with a good mental game. I think he'll be fine. Dustin Johnson, I think, is going to put a good run up to defend his title. Um, he is a guy that I felt good about going into last year, and it turned out he was the winner. You know, being able to hit the ball long, but also you know, DJ has really gotten a lot better control of his driver over the last few years with that cut that he's been playing. Um, and at Augusta, you know, you might not necessarily get penalized by the rough, but if you're at the wrong, if you're coming into these holes at the wrong angle, um, you will face a penalty. So accuracy is important at Augusta, um, regardless of what people say. And then I'd like to see Rory McIlroy. Um, you know, he's never won at Augusta, and that would be pretty cool to see him win his first Masters. Um, I've always felt like he has the game to win there. Uh, obviously won several majors elsewhere, so I'll be looking out for Rory. And then uh, Justin Thomas, you know, you can't really count him out with the golf that he's been playing the last few years. Just a good player, uh, sort of does everything right on the course. So those are some guys that, that I'll be looking for. And uh, I'll be honest, the guy that I'm that I'd really – Root for if he was in the mix on Sunday is uh, Kevin Kisner, uh, Georgia Bulldog, and he's he's from nearby to Augusta. Uh, I think he's from Aiken, just across the the state line. So that would be a meaningful win for him, and and he's an easy guy to root for. And a really likable guy, pretty funny guy on tour. Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. I'm I'm rooting for all the Georgia guys for sure. I I think there are six Georgia guys in the field. And, if I'm not mistaken. So are, you, are you counting Patrick Reed or uh, giving I'm, him the nod or are you giving I, him Augusta State? I, I I am not counting Patrick Reed, man. No way. No way. <laughs> Augusta State. Yeah, whatever. Whatever, Patrick Reed. Whatever. Who listens to your podcast well then. Oh, yeah. I don't think you'd make many friends. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to transition to some uh, We're going to transition to some baseball. We're going to talk a little Atlanta Braves baseball with you. And and so not only is this a big weekend in the state for the Masters, but also it's the Braves' home opening series this weekend against the Phillies. And as a fan of Atlanta sports and a fan of the state of Georgia, how, how, how big of a deal is it for the Braves' home opener to fall on the same weekend as the Masters? Well, it's just, like I said, it's a really exciting time of year. Personally, probably my favorite time of the year when the weather starts to turn and uh, days are getting longer and there's just sort of a, an excitement in the air um, so to have the two coincide it makes for a special weekend um, you know opening day for baseball it just sort of hits a little bit differently even for someone who's not a, a huge baseball fan um, you know it's just always exciting to have games back on the TV and uh, you know this year we can actually go to some of the games in the stadium um, which I know you're excited about oh yeah so, yeah so to have answer your question to have both kick off on the same weekend you know the masters 
which, as I said, is the best time of the year, best week of the year. Uh, it makes for a very good weekend. It, it really does, man. Well, keeping with the baseball talk for you, and, and so this year in 2021, Major League Baseball has decided to let pitchers hit. And last year we were, and last year we were, we were privy to see a designated hitter. Are you a fan of pitchers hitting in Major League Baseball? You, you know, as a casual baseball fan that you are, what, what's your take on that? No, I don't have a strong opinion on this. Um, it was interesting to watch the baseball season last year with the different uh, the temporary rule changes they made. I would say, you know, I lean more towards a, a baseball purist, I guess, as I say, and I enjoy watching the, you know, having the pitcher have to come up to the plate and hit. Um, I, I think that's part of the game, but at the same time, I, I don't have a, a very strong opinion on it, and uh, I enjoyed watching, you know, watching baseball was just as fun last year as it had been in, in prior years for me. It was probably even more fun since the Braves have had such a good squad last year absolutely but um but yeah i don't have a strong opinion on the on the dh rule to be honest gotcha and our final topic with you man is this what what are you most excited about seeing with the braves in 2021 well it's just nice to uh be bringing back you know continuing the same team largely that played so well last year and and it's really been an exciting team to watch the last few years you know big names that people can get behind and cheer for i personally really enjoy watching ronald um, but overall, I mean, you've got guys like Freddie that just kind of year in, year out have great seasons. So there's a lot to be excited about. You know, for a diehard like you, you know, you know every name every year. But for someone like me, it's just good to be able to turn on the TV and sort of pick up where we left off from last year. And hopefully we'll uh, make it even further this year. Definitely. Well, 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 those are my expectations for sure, man. Well, David... I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and talking a little bit of golf and talking a little bit of baseball with me. I always enjoy getting your insight in the world of golf and talking a little bit of baseball with you, man. You're, you're the best, man. You're the best. And we'll talk soon, okay? Okay, Joe. All right, man. And, on. We'll talk soon. All right. And enjoy Augusta, man. Enjoy it. All right. You too. All right, buddy. So yeah. Well, that was a great interview we did with our man, David Glassman. I thought David provided a lot of good insight into the world of golf with the Masters coming up. And if I had to give my my pick of the week, I'm probably going to either go with Kevin Kessner, you know, as David said, or Bubba Watson. I'm very selfish towards the Georgia guys. I, I want to see a Georgia guy do it. I really do. I think it'd be really cool. And, and so that's where I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards Kevin Kisner or Bubba Watson. Take it to the bank, people. That's Jim and Joe's. Two, two picks to be in contention at Augusta on Sunday. Okay, so if I had to do a foursome, I go Kevin Kistner, Bubba Watson, Jordan Spieth, and I'm, I'm gonna go to uh, Sergio Garcia. I know that's kind of a shot in the dark, but Sergio is like the one random golfer that came into my mind. So David and other big golf fans, don't don't kill me if you're listening to this podcast because I picked Sergio. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. But but either way, I think Augusta should be interesting this weekend. You know, with between the Braves and Augusta, I think there's a lot to be excited about this week. And so we're going to jump back to some hoops, you know, I, as we were talking about with the bracket challenge earlier. And I'm going to give you guys my thoughts on the national championship game. So Baylor's your 2021 champion. And I thought this game with Gonzaga was really, really interesting to watch. But first of all, I want to give props to Gonzaga. You know, Gonzaga had a heck of a year. I, I mean, not only was Jalen Suggs shot, unbelievable but it and it was but but that team was really good i mean a or a and then you had drew timmy inside and kispert's a knockdown shooter i think kispert's got a spot in the nba he's gonna be a, a pretty good knockdown shooter at the next level i think i think jalen suggs is gonna be a top pick in the nba draft i think if you're a team like the 
Pistons or the Rockets or something, you were salivating watching Jalen Suggs the other night. Anyway, going back to Baylor, I, the the thing that really stood out to me with watching Baylor was their tempo and was their tempo on offense and their pace on offense. And I was also really impressed with Baylor defensively. Like when I watched Baylor defensively, it, it reminded me of a great cornerback, you know, shutting down an elite wide receiver in football. I mean, I mean Baylor literally blanketed Gonzaga. And, and Gonzaga defensively, and I'm talking about especially the guards, especially Davion Mitchell, who was a Georgia product, who was from Hinesville, and who was previously at Auburn. He did a, not only a great job offensively with 15 points, he did a great job defensively on Jalen Suggs. To me, Mitchell was the guy who kind of stirred the Baylor drink. He kind of kept them going and was kind of the quarterback and, and kind of got Baylor in the right plays and the right sets. And, and so I was really impressed with him. And then Jared Butler, who transferred from Alabama, he led Baylor with 22 points and had seven assists. And then the guard, Vital, he had 11 rebounds. I, w- I was really impressed with his activity. And then Baylor's ability to rotate big men like Tachua and Thamba. I, I was really impressed with Tachua. I think Tachua is a-, a really nice player for Baylor. So those are kind of my thoughts on the national championship. You know, props to Scott Drew, who kind of took a program like Baylor all the way back in 2003. And a program that had fallen on hard times, you know, whether it be scandals or, you know, stuff going on, stuff going on off the floor. And Scott Drew kind of came in and kind of kind of put the pieces back together. And I'm really happy for Baylor that they were able to get that done. So props to the Baylor Bears. So we're going to keep the hoops talk going. I'm going to bring up one more point and we're going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks. So the Hawks extended their winning streak to four games games last night after winning four or after winning last night against the the New Orleans Pelicans. I was really, really impressed, especially in that third quarter when the Hawks were 11 for 11 from three-point land, making 11 straight three-pointers in the third quarter, being the only team in NBA history to ever do that, the history of the league, to have a quarter of nothing but rain and threes at the highlight factory. I was also really impressed with Trey Young last night. I thought he did a really good job of facilitating and getting people involved. But there is one guy that I want to highlight in particular, and that is Sweet Lou Williams, the pride of South Gwinnett High School, who is who has come back to Atlanta and he has been a huge boost off the bench for the Hawks. And it looks like to me the Hawks finally have a solid, steady backup point guard option in Lou Williams. The, the things that I like about Lou is he's not only is he a savvy vet, but Lou can also score with the best of them. Like for Lou Williams, we're talking about a guy who's won who's won the sixth man of the year in the NBA three times. He and Jamal Crawford are the players in the NBA history to win the sixth man of the award, sixth man of the year award three times in NBA history. So props to Lou Williams. I'm really glad he's a Hawk now and I feel really good about it. Anyway, going on to more Hawks news, the news about DeAndre Hunter's knee injury. He had, he had another procedure done on Monday to remove some swelling in his knee. I heard a radio interview with Travis Schlink on the flagship of the Atlanta Hawks 92-9 in the game in Atlanta and Schlink said what this, what this surgery was meant to do was to remove swelling in the knee. Fortunately for DeAndre Hunter, he has no pain. So that is a good thing as well for Mr. Hunter. I hope he's able to get back sooner rather than later. And then John Collins is dealing with his brain ankle. I hope it's nothing too serious. It should hopefully be like another week or two and we should get Collins back. But my hope guys, and RT3 and I have talked about this ad nauseum, is will we finally get to see this Atlanta Hawks team healthy? Hopefully sooner rather than later. Because let me tell you what, folks, the Hawks are starting to play good basketball. As I'm recording this 
podcast, they are currently playing the Memphis Grizzlies right now, looking to extend the win streak to five in a row. The Hawks are playing great basketball, and they're doing this without all the guys that I've talked about that are hurt. We're talking about DeAndre, Collins, Cam, you know, I mean, the Hawks are without, you know, big time guys. Oh yeah, also Chris Dunn factored in there too. The curious case of Chris Dunn, I hope we get to see Chris Dunn sooner rather than later, because what you're getting with Chris Dunn is you're getting a lockdown defensive guard who you can put on that team's best guard and let Chris Dunn stick to him like white on rice. So I hope we get to see this Hawks team sooner rather than later, and because of if we do, I think this team's got a chance to be really, really good. And I'm I'm really optimistic about it. I do want to get in one more last bit of news. And it is jumping back to the Atlanta Braves. There was news today about Mike Soroka, who has been shut down with an inflamed shoulder. The Braves are taking precaution. And Soroka is going to be shut down for two weeks. Hopefully, he will be ready after... Hopefully, he'll be ready at some point, you know, during the year. Because the Braves need Mike Soroka. If the, guys, if the Braves are going to go where they're going to go... They definitely need Mike Soroka for sure. So, but the one last thing that I will say about the Braves and kind of the last point I'm going to make on the podcast is this. It was really impressive Waskari Noah today. Waskari Noah pitched five scoreless innings. I know it's a seven-inning game and the second of a doubleheader, but Waskari Noah did a great job with the Braves. And so look for Waskari Noah to be that best starter, potentially, or Bryce Wilson. So Bryce Wilson or Waskari Noah is how I look at it. So guys, before we get out of here, I think it's time we get a word from our sponsor. And Fan for All Seasons is brought to you in part by... Georgia Smoke Barbecue, authentic original oak smoked barbecue catering. Learn more at georgiasmoke.com. And if you guys like this podcast, if you're interested in learning more about it, you can go to fanforallseasons.com, read the about page, learn more about RG3 and I, and you can also listen to our episodes there. You can also like and subscribe to our episodes if you go to iHeart, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Alexa. You know, if you call up your Alexa and you're like, hey, Alexa, play Fan for All Seasons, boom, you got us. You got Jam and Joe, you got RG3. So all those different podcast platforms, And also, if you guys wouldn't mind liking it, liking our show and giving us ratings as well, you know, that really helps out RG3 and I make our podcast the best it can be. So I just want to thank you guys for supporting the show. And I want to make one last thing, and it is to go to the Fan for All Seasons merchandise store where you can swag up. We've got our short sleeve tees, the comfy colors tees. So grab those in all different kinds of colors, swag up, root on your favorite teams, and keep listening to this podcast. So for so for myself, Jim and Joe, this has been another exciting installment of the Fan for All Seasons. Seasons podcast and we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya!